Namaste and welcome to the Arts Center Project Podcast. My name is Abby Sabetti, and if this is your first time listening to the Arts Center Project Podcast, don't forget to check out our previous episodes. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Okay, everyone, we have our first story arc. This arc will take three songs, and it's going to be a bit long. The story is unsettling and kind of sad, based on the ending you choose, and there will be death and trauma. However, if you can stand this, I recommend that you listen to this podcast because it is very good. Also, there's a surprise at the end. You have been warned. On to the story. It all started that fateful day. This takes place directly after Ruth Styles' Phantasm cover, as many of my other stories do. Ruth Style clutched his arm, doubling over in pain. Hexa was screaming. Sharf stood there, paralyzed with shock. Ruth Style didn't know what was happening. All he knew was the throbbing, fiery pain in his head, banging on the inside of his skull and shattering the world. Tears slipped free of his eyes and hit the ground. He twitched as the glitch virus manifest took over his body. Hexa grabbed his back. I'm going to help him. Sharp grabbed his shoulders in a panic move. Jordan, no! Please. Rustel yelled back. Sharp is right. I I don't want you guys to get hurt. Just run. Run away. Before he takes control. Hexa shook his head. I'm not going to leave him like that. Not when I can help him and know his pain from dust. Before Sharp could say another word, Hexa jumped through the glass as it shattered, scratching him in about a thousand different places. He did not care. All he cared was that he gets a root style. He put a hand on his friend's shoulder, who was now writhing in pain. With insane, suddenly, tendrils of shadow emerged from root style's body and wrapped around Hexa's neck. They lifted him up and began to squeeze, sucking the air out of his lungs. He could vaguely hear Sharp screaming as he remembered all his worst moments. Every encounter with dust. All his fights. Every time, he felt he wasn't good enough. He gasped for breath as the agonizing pain spread through his body like a fire to oil. He saw Sharp crying, tears streaming down his face, reaching out to him. Hexa tried to grab his hand, when just as their fingers touched, he was yanked backward, and everything went black. Hexa lay on a field of black grass, blinking and staring at a black sky and black trees. His neck throbbed, and whenever he touched it, it felt as if he were being sapped. Slowly, he got up, and almost passed out from the effort. He was lifted from the ground as if an invisible thread were attached to his neck. A deep, distorted voice laughed. Look at this. A little boy is trying to play hero. How cute. Manifest Roofstyle stepped out, cloak billowing. He flipped one of his clawed fingers and Jordan's arms and legs bent as if he were a marionette. He gasped in surprise and tried to talk, but no sound came out. The demon of what Roofstyle, a kind, caring, Yet reckless God had become, in a mere hour, made a spinning gesture with his finger. Hex's neck constricted like someone had wrapped a burning wire around it and it was cutting into his throat. He cried out in agony, the excruciating pain, enough to bring tears to his eyes. Instinctively, he tried to draw his hands to his throat to rip whatever it was away, but only the tips of his fingers moved feebly. Manifest Roofstyle let out a cold, cruel laugh. <laughs> Pathetic. It's a wonder scum like you could survive this long. 
Hardly a challenge for my strength. Deep in the back of his possessed mind, Jordan heard a voice. His own. Break free, it whispered. Don't let him control you. Hexus somehow clutched clenched his somehow clenched his fists and trembled, the effort of what he was trying to do, making more tears stream down his face. Ah! He flung his arms in front of him and fell to the ground. Once he hit the ground, he gasped for air, twitching, his vision dark at the edges and interrupted by yellow starbursts. His teeth were clenched to stop the screams he wanted to let loose, and his head burned. The metallic taste of blood filled his mouth, and before he knew it, he was gripping Manifest Rufstyle's coat, whimpering. Rufstyle, he sniffed, sobbing uncontrollably. Help me. For a moment, Manifest Rufstyle's face twisted into a strange expression. Was it pity? Before snarling and throwing Hexa against a tree, Hexa felt his spine crack and left joint tear as he made impact with the wood and yelped. Silence! Manifest Rufstyle snarled. You, you scum. How dare you challenge a god? With great effort, Hexa managed to stand up, clutching his arm and breathing heavily. This, Manifest Rufstyle snarled, is what happens when you challenge a true god.
Okay, here's the good ending. Manifest Roofstyle begins to tremble, before roaring and leaping on Hex who gasps in surprise. Manifest Roofstyle wraps his hands around Hex's neck and begins to squeeze. It was a terrible pain. The moment Manifest Roofstyle's claws touched Hex's skin, it began to burn. Hexa writhed and squirmed, trying to escape the scalding, torturous pain. It felt as if a crate had been laid on his neck and someone was forcefully pressing a hot iron on it, burning a mark into his skin from all sides. As his vision began to go black, Jordan choked out one last sentence. Friends Roofstyle, you... you promised. Manifest Roofstyle withdrew his claws away from Hex's neck as if his neck had suddenly burned him. He clutched his clawed, twitching hand and spoke. Not in the cold, taunting, distorted voice he had spoken in before, but in Roofstyle's voice, trembling, shocked, and deep. I... I promised. He trembled more violently, and Hexa put a hand on his shoulder and knelt next to him. He pat his back before finally giving in to his impulse and wrapping his arms around Roofstyle's neck. I'm here for you, Roofstyle, he whimpered. Always. The last word echoed throughout the forest, the sound waves becoming visible, rebounding, and turning gold. The gold waves spun around Jordan and Rubenstein, encasing them in a cocoon of shimmering silk before the world vanished. They landed on the burgundy couch in the house where the Neo Gang lived together. Roofstyle back to normal and Hexa having no scars to prove the pain he'd suffered. Hexa landed on Roofstyle's stomach, sending out an oof from the bladder. Hexa hastily got up. Um, uh, sorry. Roofstyle wrapped his arms around Hexa and began to cry, soft as a kitten. Hexa tried to pull away at first, then picked up on Roofstyle's strong emotions and let himself be squeezed. This went on for a couple of minutes before Nia and I walked in and stopped dead in his tracks. He ran up to the two friends. Guys? Neo cried in disbelief. We thought you were dead! Roofstyle hastily got up, face turning to the same strong one Hexa had usually seen on Roofstyle, who hated showing weakness to others, even his friends. Yeah, Roofstyle sighed, stretching his arms. We're Sharv. I want to explain to him first. Sharv ran into the room as if on cue and crushed them both in a bear hug. Roofstyle laughed. Jeez, hold on, man. I'll explain. Can we just go outside? Sharv nodded then turned to Hexa and spoke in a voice like he was sick. Is that okay with you? Hexa nodded and the trio went outside. They settled on the brick wall close to their house. Roofstyle and Hexa took turns explaining what had happened. Near the end, when they got to the part where Hexa had gotten Roofstyle to snap out of it, Roofstyle's voice cracked and he fell silent. Hexadust was happy to explain the rest. Sharp shook his head in disbelief. I... I'm so sorry you went through that. He stared at the cracks in the sidewalk below them. For the longest time, that was my fault. I couldn't save you. I couldn't reach you. But I failed. He sniffled and buried his face in his hands. Hexa shook his head. That wasn't your fault. Um, it, it wasn't Roofstyle's either, he added hastily, as he saw Roofstyle begin to fiddle with his coat, blinking the tears out of his eyes. Sharv nodded and wiped the tears out of his eyes. You guys were gone for three days. I couldn't help but worry. Hector jumped. And Roofstyle, after being silent for a few moments, gave a soft smile. Guys, that doesn't matter right now. What matters is that we're all back together. Can we just watch the sunset? Charve nodded. Is it okay if we sing? Roofstyle smiled. You know it.
That was a cover of Sunsets, but Roofstyle Hex and Sharp sing it. And that is the end of the good ending. Now we're moving on to the bad ending. I will remind you that this is the one that is kind of unsettling. If the other ones did not sell you before, this one probably might. It's kind of based on Wednesday's Infinity and Doki Doki Takeover's canonical bad ending. So if you didn't really like those, then you're probably not going to like this. So, if you don't, if you feel uncomfortable with either of those, then you can just skip to the final cover. But anyway, here's the bad ending. Manifest Roofstyle begins to tremble before roaring and leaping on Hex, who gasps in surprise. Manifest Roofstyle wraps his hands around Hex's neck and begins to squeeze. It was a terrible pain. The moment Manifest Roofstyle's claws touched Hex's skin, it began to burn. Hexa writhed and squirmed, trying to escape the scalding, torturous pain. It felt as if a crane had been laid on his neck, and someone was forcefully pressing a hot iron in it, burning a mark into his skin from all sides. As his vision began to go black, Doran choked out one last sentence. Friends roof style, you... you... promised. Manifest Roofstyle snarled once more, before jerking Hexa's neck to the side with a loud crack. Hexa's movement ceased, and the twinkle appeared from his eyes. He was dead. Suddenly, the manifest melted off Russo, leaving him with the body of his deceased friend. He gasped as his vision cleared, and upon seeing Jordan's body, muttered, No. No, no, no. He cradled Hexa's limp corpse in his arms and was silent for a few minutes, before placing a hand on Hexa's still heart. Your life was wrongly taken from you. I, Russo, a pyrokinetic, an electrokinetic god, set your soul shall go directly to heaven. You are a hero. Thank you. His voice cracked on the word you. Hex's body dissolved into golden light. Roussel got up, legs shaking, and opened a portal. I'll never see my friends again. Goodbye, Neonite. Reina. Sharv. He stepped into the portal, wiping his tears. Time skipped three years. Roussel's 26 now. He is walking down an alley before he hears a beep. He turns and sees a blue-haired kid and a girl. He sighs. Oh, why are you here? He blinks, holding back tears. Please, please leave. I don't want to hurt anyone again. You'll kill me. Translating to, hey, dude, are you okay? He sighs. In this, what is the meaning of okay? Girlfriend fiddles with her hair. Jeez, quit being emo and just spill. Boyfriend objects. This translates to, Girlfriend, don't be rude. Roofstyle's voice is deadly quiet. You wouldn't understand the pain I've gone through, little demon. He bites back a curse word. Roofstyle then takes a deep breath and shouts, Now leave! He whirls on them with fire in his hands, lightning marks forming on his face. Girlfriend rolls her eyes. Oh, I'm so scared. What? Where are your friends, thug? 
Rustal shouts, I have no friends! Silence as the words echo through the alley. All the fights seem to go out of him. He drops his hands and returns to his normal appearance. None that I can turn to anyway. All of them are dead, or I can't talk to them. Not after. After what I did to Jordan. Silence again. Warfren holds out his mic and reluctantly says, Which translates to, I'm really sorry, are you will singing help? Roof style takes out his golden mic from his coat pocket. I have my own. It's been so long since I had a song battle with someone. Jordan loved those. He smiled sadly, slightly crying. The look on his face when he won. He was so energetic. I would lose my purpose sometimes to see that. Girlfriend, being absolutely insensitive, says, Who is this Jordan guy? Is he dead? He doesn't sound important. Rusal's voice drops, repressing anger. You didn't know him. He was a good friend. He takes a deep breath. All right. The song? It's for him. Everything that's happened in the last few years. Ready, kid? Boyfriend nods, saying, And the song starts.
this point, Ruth Styles calmed down. He takes a deep breath and... Oh, you sing just like him. You've given me what I must do. He unsheaths a wickedly sharp knife and brings it to his throat. Boyfriend steps protectively in front of girlfriend who gasps. Ruth Styles sighs. Goodbye, boyfriend. Too late, boyfriend realizes what's happening. He tries to reach out and stop him, but Rue Style slices the knife sideways through his neck and collapses, bleeding and dead as boyfriend and girlfriend stare in horror. Game over. The end. Okay, well that was a little dramatic, but on to the next cover, which doesn't have anything to do with the Neo Gang. Quick thing I'm gonna sneak in here. Happy late birthday to Ashna and Shivya. Hope you kids have a great year.
that was a cover of Rootin Family, Rotten Family, VIP, but me, Agi, Utsuk, Shivya, and Ariana sing it. You might remember all these kids from our one year anniversary. I took samples from their interview and gave them all chromatics. And this was just a test and I really liked how it turned out. Goodbye, everyone. One last thing I'd like to say, happy Mother's Day, everyone. And to all the fathers that have said nothing. No, but there's also a Father's Day, as you already know. But it's not that widely celebrated as Mother's Day. Anyway, happy Mother's Day, everyone. Goodbye for real this time. for listening to the Art Sunday Project podcast. Please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with someone you know. We'll see you next time.